Hey there, and welcome to the Fantasy Fantasia podcast, a podcast where a bunch of Canadian theater nerds gather around and play various tabletop role-playing games such as Dungeons and Dragons, Monster Hearts, Monster of the Week, Call of Cthulhu, and more. My name is Avery Malosh, and I will be your dungeon master for tonight's session of Dungeons and Dragons Legend of the Silver Flame. Previously in Legend of the Silver Flame, the Fighter Things Club is currently traveling through the Fey Wilds from the Summer Court to the Winter Court to find the Sacred Flute, one of three ancient musical artifacts that is integral in holding up the magical strength of the Summer Fey. Before entering the Feywilds, our group rescued Velvet's old friend Porter, who is the gatekeeper of the Summer Fey. Porter recognized Velvet's Lyre to be the Ancient Rainbow Crystal Lyre, another ancient musical artifact that unfortunately went missing some time ago. He convinces our group to present the Lyre to Titania, Queen of the Summer Fae. After turning Geriot into a squirrel for poor manners, she employs them to travel to the Winter Court and retrieve the Ancient Flute. Porter brings them to the gate, which connects both sides of the Fae, that sits under the central floating island of Elysia. But before they can travel through, they come face to face with a beholder, which brings us to tonight's session. And good evening, everybody. Thank you for joining us on the Fantasy Fantasia podcast with Dungeons and Dragons Legend of the Silver Flame. How's everybody doing tonight? Howdy ho. Good, good, good. Good, good to hear. So last we left off, the Fighter Things Club came face to face with a beholder, probably the most classic and cliche of Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> monsters. How are you guys feeling about going into this? Scared. <laughs> no nervous. Yeah, I think whatever the opposite of tentacle porn is, Velvet has it. So he's like not into this. Like whatever the opposite of that is, I like guess just turned off by tentacles. Yeah, a tentacle phobia, if you will. I'm, ass- there you go. I'm assuming they're rare, right, Avery? Like, none of us would have come across one of these. Never in your lifetimes, yeah, no. Think, okay. Like, Sai is probably definitely... Yeah, like, you've all heard of beholders in Legends and Lore, and Sai, especially in your travels, you're very yeah. learned. You, you've probably heard beholders are not to be messed with. Mm-hmm. They are creatures of legend. Mm. Yes. I've came across okay. them. Like, not in D&D, but just, like, last week, when I was heading to Zares. <laughs> <laughs> Was he I wearing heard a mask? one in Windsor. I heard there's one. Yeah, I heard there's one around. No, that's just the flasher on the street. Yeah, he says, behold, and he flashes you. <laughs> he goes, behold, and then behold he just me. opens up, yeah, just opens up the, the, the public masturbator trench coat. Um, wow, there you oh go, God. Matt. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so, so if changed. you see the Windsor beholder, it's way worse than the D&D one, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> well, without further ado, I guess we'll launch right into this fight. I just got to bring up the music for us, and, uh, you know, I have faith in you guys. I think it's going to go well. It, like... <laughs> As a dungeon master, you try to like almost kill your players, but then they pull something out of their butts and it makes it immediately just the easiest fight. So we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm going to try the pastifist approach to this one. Make love, not war. Okay, so to give you guys a little recap, 
Um, yeah, the Beholder is, if we're looking at the map here, uh, the Beholder is floating uh, about 10 feet away and a little bit to the side of the stone archway that is your gateway into Arctis Tour. Even from where you're standing, you can see that there is frost and snow sort of flying gently out of the archway itself. But right in this moment, as soon as the Beholder sees you guys, he floats a little off to the side and he looks at the stone archway and immediately casts this green ray emanates from his big ol' center eye, and it starts to fill the archway, and you see that in the archway begins to grow an eyeball itself, the size of the hole in the archway, and by the time he's done casting it, one of the beholder's eyes is now covering the entirety of the archway. Its pink and purple fleshy skin is attached to the stone columns and the arch at the top, and in the center is this big, milky white bulbous eye with this dark black center, and it blinks twice at you. Mm. The Beholder lets out this giant shriek, and I need everybody to roll initiative. Oh, oh. holy crap. Guess we're okay. not just running through the oh, archway man. and praying. Nope. <laughs> uh... Yeah, not after the uh, after the fight in Deadwell, I'm uh, <laughs> where you guys went through two <laughs> of the like things that were supposed to give you there. I'm uh, stepping it up a little bit. Velvet okay. got a two. Mm-hmm. Oh no! In fact, just to make it make sense of the game world, he's like taken two steps back and like put as much distance between him and this monster as he possibly can. Eighteen. Size six. Six. Okay. I got fifteen. Fifteen. Okay. I got twelve. Twelve. Okay. So here's the an initiative. Actually, Bree, what is your dexterity modifier or your dexterity score? Fourteen. Okay, you and the beholder have to re-roll because you have the same dexterity. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just getting to stare off with him. <laughs> okay, I got a 19. Okay, so nice. you're going to go before the beholder. Okay. Okay, so initiative order is Giriad's first, then Lena, then Bree, then the beholder, then Sai, and then Velvet. Yeah. So you guys just walked in. Uh, what would you like to do, Giriad? Um, okay, so I'm unsure if this hit, but I'm gonna say, uh... But I know the 29 hit for sure, but did the 14 hit at all? <laughs> 14 does not. Okay, so let's see here. I also get a plus 3 because it's an aberration, and I am past the 6th level, and it's plus yep. 3 damage towards that. That is right. That nice. is right. Wow. Aberration's probably the smartest thing you could have chosen. This whole this whole campaign's about Absolutely. humans. And... Well, that's why I picked it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I got 27 damage from my first arrow, 27 and my second tricks. one whizzes by it. <laughs> from the first one. That's crazy. So, you launch that first arrow, and it sinks right beside his giant eye. Sinks hard. And you go to launch that second one, but the bodies in floating in the air begin to slowly float in a circle as this wind begins to slowly pick up, and one of the bodies just manages to fly in front of the line of sight of your arrow, and it sinks into that body, and it <gasps> continues to fly by. Jeez. That's not a that's not a thing. That's just the way of describing it as how you missed. Don't worry. It's not like you have to roll against the bodies in the beholder. They're gonna come and like try and smack us every so yeah, often. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, that is uh, that is my turn. Any movement? Well, um, how um, how far away from it? Are uh, we? you guys just walked in, so around it's where at the center, right? 
Yeah, it's it's 10 feet away from the arch down. So you guys are 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 25. 35. About 40 to 45 feet away, depending. Okay, you know what's funny? I think, I think I'm going to move uh, just... And I think just 10 feet. I'm going to move 10 feet and uh, stay put. Okay, next up after Kyriad is Lena. Uh, yeah, Lena looks to the group and goes, this should be fun. And then she, mm. she rages and her eyes go black. And yes. uh, now she actually knows what those spectral people uh, are that are around her when she rages, which is interesting. And she's just going to run up, pull out her great axe, uh, her new one, and <laughs> uh, take two hits against it. I got a 20 and a 21. Those will both hit. And yeah, interesting point about your your spectral warriors yeah, that yeah, show yeah. up with all the weapons thrust through them. Now you know it's uh, very evil. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's almost a little bit unsettled by it as she runs up, but she's like, well, you said you're on my side, Rack, so here we go. <laughs> um, so they both hit. The first one was Reckless, and uh, it's 21 damage total. 21 damage, and, nice. And um, reminder that because of the ancestral, if we can call them that, protectors, uh, he, the beholder now has disadvantage on any attack that is not against me. Okay, perfect, thank you. Next after Lena's Bree. Okay, so Bree is hiding back, staying close to everyone, but behind everyone. And she is going to close her eyes and hold on to her necklace and she is going to cast Bless on Sai, Lena, and Garriad. What does it do? Yeah, do you want to run through a Bless <laughs> Yeah, can you remind us? Yeah. yeah, so I can bless up to three people that are within 30 feet of me, and whenever they make an attack roll or a saving throw before the spell ends, they can roll a d4 and add that number to their attack roll or their saving throw. Hey, oh, yeah. thank you. Yes, Bree. I'm gonna put that D4 right there so I remember. Did, mm-hmm. did you say velvet in that stuff or no? Um, no. Only three. Sorry. Oh. Wow. <laughs> Ever since your awkward conversation, she's out to get you. Hey, he has right. greater invisibility now. He's fine. That's completely right? irrelevant yeah. to attack power, but okay, whatever you say, Lena. <laughs> yeah. Velvet will remember this. Yeah. Just letting you know. Yeah, Velvet, like, <laughs> honestly, Velvet in the moment just turns his head and goes, The fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Any, any movement, Bree? No. She's going to stay there. Yeah, and, and just to let you guys know, those there's three rocks on this map. The one closest mm-hmm. to you guys, they're all about 20 feet tall. Yeah. Okay. 20? At the, at the oh, top okay. of the base there. Yeah, they're, they're quite tall. Damn. Can, okay. can you climb to the top, or is it just like sheer face? This is D and D. You can do whatever yes, you want. Yes, Cam. <laughs> no. Um. <laughs> to answer, yes, you, you. They can climb, but they're pretty jagged on their uh, sides, and it'd be pretty simple. Okay. All right. So, Beholder on his turn, <laughs> he gets to shoot three eye rays, <gasps> some magical eye rays, um, and I roll for them at random. Okay, <laughs> Lena, right yep. after you attack him, he turns his entire floating beholder body right down toward you, and his central eye looks at you, and it turns this soft red and blue color, and it's swirling in his eyes, and I need you to make a wisdom saving throw for me. Oh, I am just the wisest human. I'm an e- I may use Steph's d4. <laughs> Would I have to call if I'm going to use it ahead of time for bless, or do I have to? Because I, uh, it, no, it's just okay. whenever you roll, I believe. I got uh, a, I got a sixteen. 
Oh my god, you got it the DC. The DC is 16. So nice he job. attempts to charm you, this soft, mm -hmm. wonderful glow in his eye, and he almost gets you, but one of your spectral warriors stands right in front of you, and he, you hear Rak Turkesh speak to you. Don't lose your cool now. And he just pulls you out of it. Thanks, buddy. The second one, he looks to Bree. Okay. And one of his eyes on his tendril sticking out of his body looks at you and it catches your eye. And this gray mist sort of starts to swirl in this yellow eye and I need you to make a wisdom saving throw for me. Okay. Halfling luck. Okay, so that is an 18. 18, okay, so you pass the DC as well. Nice. You begin nice. to feel very sleepy for a moment, but you manage to shake off the feeling completely and hold your vigor. Awesome. Avery, yes. I'm sorry, but would I be able to retcon my bless for a second? <laughs> Just because I read further and it says when you can cast the spell using a spell slot of second level or higher, you can target one additional creature for each slot. So when I was casting it at first, I thought, ooh, I can cover everyone. And then as I was naming everyone, I thought, oh crap, I can't. So she's going to cast <laughs> it at second level so she can cover everyone. Since Bree would want to do that, uh, absolutely. We'll say Velvet's covered as well with it. Awesome. Ooh, okay, <laughs> I take my red card though. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? We're starting the fight over. Fuck, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hit both my things. Yeah. <laughs> For once, eh? For oh once. <laughs> All right, now it's final eye ray. It looks to you, Gyriad. One of its eyes looks to you and it turns this sickly green color and this mist drops out of its eye, slinks along the ground, crawling through the grass and wraps around your feet and is crawling up your legs. And I need you to make a constitution saving throw. All right, well, I get a uh, advantage on constitution and wisdom saving throws against my favorite enemies. Mm. Oh, fuck. <laughs> That's one of the two. <laughs> See you guys, no pro this will be no problem. I don't know what you were worried about. <laughs> no, don't jinx it now, Avery. We just started. Yeah, no. <laughs> so um, my highest was 19. Okay, that'll pass. Um, so you're going to take half the damage of this. So you're going to be taking 17 necrotic damage on the uh, save there from that Inveneration Ray. The green fills your pores and almost feels like it's burning the inside of your skin. And you remain resilient, but it still does that damage to you. So, um... Gyriad makes a quiet err to them. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so Gyriad-like. Mm. That's so Gyriad. That's so Gyriad. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and since it has the eyeball on the arch, it gets to take a layer action. The eye of that arch gets to make a move as well and do an eye ray. Oh, no. But I'm going to make a rule because these eye rays get increasingly worse as they go. <laughs> I'm only going to roll a d6. So the last four rays that I could do, um, it is not powerful enough to do them since it is not directly connected to the beholder. Okay. Okay. Because okay. I love you guys. <laughs> Thanks, Avery. He likes us. He really yeah. likes us. He All wants right. Us and to live. this one... <laughs> This one's going to be going for Psy. So I need you to make a constitution saving throw as the eyeball in the arch. Oh, wait. Oops. Sorry. My apologies. Dexterity saving throw as the eyeball in the archway. This. Oh, how do I even describe this? It like 
<laughs> Actually, it's a bit of your own medicine from your recent level up. Oh no! It starts to blink in slow motion, and it's oh, almost no. like like frames of its eyes opening. It's like slowing down. It's blurring its motion. Make a dexterity saving throw for me. And that's with the extra d4, right? Yep, yep. You can use the d4. It's until the spell ends, and that's oh, okay. concentration so up to a minute. I can use it multiple times if I need to? Yes. Okay. Until, oh, I will do that. Until Bree stops casting Oh, it. I thought it was just once. Nice. Oh, no, it just keeps going. Oh, beautiful. Bree, beautiful. <laughs> nice. Oh, bless. Okay. Bless. And so that is a 19 plus one. That's a dirty 20. Holy smokes. Okay, yes. mm -hmm. so you begin to feel your muscles get super lethargic. But Sai, having done his stretches this morning, That's he's right. feeling limber, he's feeling good. Squats it out a little bit, you're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> and you do not get slowed. It's the only reason. So now it's going to take its movement. Lena, feel free mm -hmm. to take an attack of opportunity. It's going to float 20 feet higher into the air. Uh, that's a 19 to hit. Does that hit? Okay, th yeah, that'll hit. Yeah. Take a swing at it. Okay, that's, well, I'm gonna use the D4. Can I use the D4? Wow, that's a You one. can use it, you can literally use it as many times as you oh, want until she crazy. stops casting. It feels wrong. Okay, uh, that's 11, that's 11 damage. I keep rolling 11 so damage. shitty. Okay. okay. Amazing. Cool, cool. Let me write that down. Okay, that is the Beholder's turn. Next up is Sai. Okay, um, how close is the Beholder to me? You were 45 feet away. It's now about 25 to 30 feet in the air, so probably about 55 feet. Okay. Uh, so how does it work with the like floating things? Because um, okay, I want to use I, I want to use my new sphere. I want I want to entrap him. Um, is like <laughs> do I have to move closer to him so that he like is it? Do I count the the distance and the distance up? Well, uh, thirty feet. No, I, I'm gonna say it's like the straight line. Um, okay. And yes. so it'd be the fifty-five feet. Let me, let's take a look at it though. Okay. Onto Luke's resilient sphere. The range yeah, is 30 it's, it's feet. it's 30 so, feet. So can I do it? If, uh, if I move? If you, if you move 25 feet in, yes. I will move 25 at 25 feet in <laughs> and I will cast my resilient sphere. Okay, so, so it needs to make a dex saving yes. throw, I believe. Okay, let's take a look at its dex score here. No whammy. It's not terrible, it's not great, but okay. uh, it's not zero, it's not very so. Dexterous. Yeah. What do I gotta beat? Uh, you have to beat a. It's it's my my spell set, right? So it's, it's sixteen. Sixteen. Hey, that's pretty good. Holy fuck! He rolled fifteen. <gasps> yes. So he failed. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it works. Okay. So a sphere of shimmering force encloses this creature. It starts uh, en encasing him in this shimmery, silvery kind of stuff. <laughs> And, and do you want to describe exactly what the resilient sphere does? Sure. Um, so it, it, uh, the sphere of shimmering force encloses a creature or object. Um, not, uh, no physical objects, energy, or other spell effects can pass through the barrier, in or out, um, though a creature in the sphere can breathe there. The sphere is immune to all damage, and a creature object inside can't be damaged by, by attacks or effects originating from outside, nor can a creature inside the sphere damage anything outside it. So it's pretty much just trapped in there. Um, <laughs> and it can actually uh, use its action to push against the sphere wall, so it creates like a little hamster ball effect. Oh yeah. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I've been mentioning this little beholder kind of like moving closer nice. and around. <laughs> so I'll say um, the yeah. sphere 
immediately when it encompasses it, it brings the beholder straight to the ground as it can no longer fly and poof, lands right on the ground right in front of you, Lena, once more. You can't attack it, though, and it, it really can't attack you when it's in the middle of the sphere. <laughs> Lena just turns to the side, just kind of confused as to what to do, but is like, nice. And he, he like points <laughs> to the eye over the arch. <laughs> yep, she winks at her, at him, at him. <laughs> So I got after size velvet velvet. What do you want to do, man? Yeah. So after all of this, velvet just goes, don't worry, I got it. And I, I'm going <laughs> to pull out, of course, a piece of dust from my bag and a, a brown bear comes out. Oh, nice. A big old brown bear who, again, has the exact same hair as I do. And I look at the brown bear and I go, all right, buddy, you're going to kind of act as my proxy. OK, and I snap my fingers and I disappear. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just having the brown bear fight on your back. Yeah, so I, I use it. greater invisibility. Now, before I do that, I don't know if this would count as a turn, but because I just went invisible, um, I want to take this time to look at, because like this is a cave structure, right? Yes, it is. So there's the theoretically a ceiling to this. Yes, it's the bottom of the floating island. Wonderful. When I look up, do I see any like stalactites? Absolutely. Okay, so Velvet's heading up to climb one of those three rocks. Um, he eventually wants to knock those stalactites down mm. on top of our beholder friend. Okay, cool. So, yeah. do you want to go to the rock that's closest to you on the right? There? I do. Yes. So I'm gonna I'm gonna head over there to my right and uh, begin to do. Do I have enough movement to try to scale it, or would that be my next move? You have enough. Mo What's your movement? Twenty five. Um, I think. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. 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 Uh, you have enough movement to get to it and just begin. You're right at the base. Cool. So I, I guess that's kind of where, like, I'll end my turn is I kind of, you know, tell my bear to, to, to do that. Uh, my bear is going to... Who's the closest to the monster right now? The holder? I assume it's Lena? Yes. Cool. So She's smack in front of me. Right. So <laughs> I kind of pointed the bear towards Lena, like, to, you know, really get up in that thing shit and help her out as Velvet runs the other way and is trying to uh, bring the ceiling down. Nice. Okay. Very cool. <laughs> All right. So that brings us back to the top of initiative. Um, Gary, uh, what, do you, what, what do you want to do? <laughs> so um, the beholder didn't move, and there's not a lot of spells that I can do against this thing that won't hurt the party. Um, so what I'm going to do instead is um, I'm going to move. Uh, is it possible to get behind him, or is that too much uh, movement? Because I want to flank him. Uh, what's your dash speed? Uh, it's 30. Uh, that would get you just to the side of the archway. The thing about his position right now is that he fell smack in front of that archway where the eye is. So you wouldn't necessarily be able to flank him because you'd be essentially on the other side of the arch where you don't have access to engage him. Well, I'm thinking progress anyway, so I'm just going to move a little bit. Uh, I'm going to move as much as I can and then attack. So I'll call out uh, as I'm running. Flank it, and it can't concentrate on all of us at once. All right, says Invisible Velvet. <laughs> I look around confused. <laughs> I am the knight. So, so as I run, um, Gyriad shoots a 29 and a 22, and I believe those both hit. No, the thing about, remember the resilient sphere. Yeah. Nothing can hit him from the outside, and he can't hit you from inside. You can hit the eye, though, right? Yeah. Is it on the other side, too, or is it just on the... It's just on this side. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, oh okay. Um, can I use those attacks on the eye instead? 
Yeah. Okay. Let's take let's take a uh, let's take a shot at the okay. eyes. Okay. So twenty nine and twenty two. Those will definitely hit. Okay. So um, it's one of the attacks that I get the extra D four, right? Both. Both. Okay. So that's a twenty seven, and that's a okay thirty four. So let me do the math. Damn. Thirty four plus. <laughs> yeah. Twenty seven is sixty one. I do 61 oh as I thud the two arrows. Alright, so that eye's gonna take half of that. Alrighty. Mm. As the arrows sort of fly to, like straight through it and come out the other side, it does t- damage it, but it seems almost misty in and of itself. Somewhat fleshy, somewhat misty. Somewhat fleshy. Huh. Alright, Lena, you're up. Yeah, Lena like cocks her head at the eye and seeing like, okay, this is this is new. And uh, she swings her her new uh, great axe a few more times, and that's a twenty and a twenty-three. And you're going for the one in the archway. The one in the archway, yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and uh, that's I rolled poorly on everything. That's only twenty damage. <laughs> twenty, okay. So it's gonna take ten. Okay, nice. Anything else? Nope, nope. That's everything. She's gonna hold her ground, hearing Giriad say about the flanking thing. So. She's right there. So next up, we have Bree. The eye that's in the arch, it's within 60 feet of me, correct? Yes. Okay, I want to cast Sacred Flame on it. Okay. So it's going to need to make a dexterity saving throw. It can't. <laughs> okay. That means it takes the damage then? Yeah, it'll take the damage. Okay. It just cooks like a turkey in a bag. <laughs> okay. So that's 12 plus 5, 17 damage. Um, 17 radiant damage. 17. Okay, so he'll take the full damage of that. Okay, awesome. And as a bonus action, I want to bring out my spiritual weapon. Beauty, what weapon do you bring up? Uh, the same one she usually does her emerald green greatsword. Nice. And then after Bree, we have the Beholder. All right. So, <laughs> Uh-oh. so the one eye that is in the archway casts a disintegration ray, immediately <gasps> yeah. destroying the sphere. Oh. Well, it was fun and it explodes lasted. in like crystallized light, shattering in every direction. And it <sighs> releases itself, its tendrils growing large once again as it was pressed together and held barely, like very tightly in the sphere. And now it's other three rays. It looks to you, Lena, and I need mm-hmm. you to make a dexterity saving throw for me. Oh, good. I have advantage since I have danger sense. I love being oh. invisible. Uh, that is with the bless. Uh, ooh, that's only a 13. Okay. So here's what happens. You oh, go no. to begin to move in your fight and suddenly you begin to turn to stone from your feet and moving up. It continues to move up oh, your body. Sorry, I am so sorry. That's a sixteen. My bad. My bad. Okay, so oh, never I mind. To have my modifier. <laughs> wow. Sorry. That's that's uh, that's helpful. Yeah. <laughs> so you do not turn to stone. You just pass the DC sixteen deck save, and yeah, that's it. You don't turn to stone. All, all is well. <laughs> Thank you, Bree, for bless. I don't think yes. it. I don't think it needs bless any you, more Bri. explanation. Um, nope. <laughs> All right, the next eye, uh, he turns back to you, Giriad, and I need you to make a dexterity saving throw for me. Okay, let's see. <laughs> awesome. Okay, that's my best stat, so uh, that's a crit. 
<gasps> nice. Okay. Uh, roll a percentage dice for me. Ooh, okay. 94. Holy shit. <gasps> okay. Wow. So, I get something? Yeah, if hey. you get above an 85, or if you get 85 mm -hmm. and above, it's like a, a little added extra flair for rolling that <laughs> yeah. crit. Yeah. So, because you pass your dexterity saving throw, I'm going to say on your next turn, you can take a dash action for free, and yeah, that's it. You, you are so nimble that you feel empowered in this moment, and I'll allow you to move twice your movement speed on your next turn. I am nimble. But free. <laughs> All right. Now, the, the beholder starts to realize what's going on. A lot of his eyes aren't working, so... He looks around and he feels this magical presence coming from Ubri, and his central eye opens wide and this orange light suddenly gets cast on you in this 150 foot cone that encompasses you. Oh and God. all of a sudden your bless is dispelled as he cast no. an anti-magic cone. Oh no. Oh no. So if I'm not mistaken, I think Velvet, it just misses you. Woohoo. So you're still invisible, <laughs> but your bear instantly disappears as Aww. well. Oh, baby. So you guys no longer have bless. Thanks, then for beholder. Its, <laughs> for its final eye ray, it turns to you, Bree, and I need you to make a wisdom saving throw for me. Okay. Oh, that is a 19. You never fail to roll poorly. <laughs> I don't... <laughs> That's because oh, no, I have all the negative rolls. <laughs> Sorry, reverse. You never fail to roll well. My bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> so he tries to charm you now after trying to charm Lena first, and you manage to hold your ground, and you are not, charm you are not charmed by this hideous thing floating. <laughs> hmm. And those are all its eye rays. It's going to now take its movement to fly once again up into the air. It's going to hover 20 feet up. Mm. Um, Lena, you took movement to begin to flank, right? I was I was already there, I believe. I was like right, right. next to it. Okay, yeah. feel free to take an attack of opportunity then. I shall. That's a 19. Okay, that'll hit. So that's 11 plus uh, 17 damage. 17, nice. Okay. He's definitely looking bloodied. Yes. Oh. Nice. Okay, after the beholder is Sai. Okay, is Gyriad about 30 feet away from me or closer? Yes, actually, he's exactly 30 feet away from you, I think. Excellent. So I'm going to cast haste on, on Gyriad. Oh, <laughs> god damn it. Oh my god, he has three attacks now. That's amazing. <laughs> and then um, I'm going to run. Um, am I, away. Am I close to the, the rock that's kind of closest to the archway? So I believe you guys, you would be 30 feet away from it. 30 feet away. Okay, I will go and run behind the rock. Okay. <laughs> Next up is Velvet. Okay, so I would like to scale the rock that I'm in front of. So I'm going to use my movement to get up there. Yeah, it has so many well-placed footholds that you really don't even have to roll acrobatics for it or anything like that. You just, uh, you get up right on top of the... Actually, when you're climbing, it's half your speed. Your speed's 25. So you almost get to the top of the rock unless you want to dash. Uh, no, I'm not going to dash. If I'm almost at the top, I'm going to see if this is enough. Okay, so do I see 
a like a big old stalactite that looks like it is right under our beholder friend. Like, do I see one where I'm like, that's it, baby. Roll perception for me. Hell yeah. Okay. There's bodies <laughs> flying much faster around the room now in a swirl of wind. 19? 19. Ooh. He's trying to focus real hard. <sighs> you see a stalactite that'd be perfect to pierce this bitch. That is 10 oh. feet to your right of him. Right, but it's all the way up in the air, right? Yeah, it's connected to the bottom of the floating island. Wonderful. So I'm going to use my spell uh, dimensional door and Ooh, I'm going to step oh. into it and basically like step uh, um, where the stalactite is in the sky and hold on to it. <laughs> oh my God. Holy shit. <laughs> okay, I'm... You know what? Just to hold on since the rocks are wet and it's mossy from the waterfall mist constantly going around, I need you to roll athletics for me. Oh, sweet. Okay, this is my shit. Hell no, yeah. no, athletics. Athletics. Uh, oh, wait, no, that's not <laughs> that my shit. shit. <laughs> that's okay, that's okay. I'm going to use my plus four on this Hell one. Hell yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Bree. Oh, no, no, you can't. Bless is done. No, oh, shit, no, it's oh, yeah. That's okay. Oh, my God, it's a 17. Okay, you, you, you begin to slide down ever so slightly, but you catch yourself literally five feet before you would slip off. Oh, dear. So you okay, are now so... 80 feet in the air above the battlefield. All right, this thing's coming down next time, so just hold on, everybody. Yes. And we don't even see him up no, there, you right? Don't. Like, he's invisible. <laughs> so, yeah, again, it, it is currently 10 feet away from the perfect spot uh, right where you're at. Uh, can I can I kind of shout down? Um, like, is it... Do I see, like, some sort of marker on the ground? Like, is there, like, a specific, like... Is there, like, a specific flower or, like, something that I can kind of be, like, get him get him near that? Because I would assume that, especially because I'm at the top now, like, if I scream something, uh, it's going to be hard for him to pinpoint me because of the <laughs> echo, but everyone will hear me. Where Lena is at is the perfect spot. Okay, so I'm going to say, Get him where Lena is now! Get him where Lena is! Get Lena where looks Lena. down and, like, if I can, Avery draws an X with her foot right in, like, the, the ground. <laughs> so I want you to actually roll perception for me, Lena, since you're hard in the middle of battle, the wind's howling, there's a lot going on to see if you yeah, hear Yeah, that's fair. Come okay. on, Lena. That's an 18. Fuck yeah. Yes! Yes! You hear it loud and clear, and you do that. You draw the X muddily on, right underneath where you are. <laughs> and she's like, where is he? She yells. <laughs> Okay, so that is Velvet. Next, it brings us to Geryon. Now, uh, the thing about haste, actually, is I believe you can... Oh, it is one weapon attack. Never mind, don't listen to me. Go ahead, Geryon. So, despite my three... Oh, welcome to my world. Oh, fuck. <laughs> so, <laughs> it is what it is, but um, that's okay, because I got the max damage for it, which is Ooh. 32. God damn, okay. Oh nice, okay. That's so good. <laughs> yeah, so it kind of evens out. <laughs> That's how much I do in like one, two turns if I do well. <laughs> That's mm -hmm. amazing. <laughs> well, yeah, double proficiency. That's amazing. I love it. <laughs> you know what? I, uh, I, I I suggest you pick up uh, Heavy Weapon Master Feet. I, yeah, I was actually hmm. looking at that feat. So. Mm -hmm. I really hope that uh, <clears throat> someone catches me because I'm coming down with this at full force. <laughs> oh, you're going down with a stalactite, huh? Uh, you, there's, I, I can't really jump off, and I don't have my fourth-level spell slots anymore, so no more dimensional doors, so I gotta go down. 
Alrighty. I knew uh, what I signed up for when I tried this. It's a good thing there's a cleric. Lena, you are up. Cool. Um, it's 20 feet in the air, right? Yes, it is. Uh, she's gonna, but it has like tendrils or stuff that she could grab on. No, she can't jump that high. What am I saying? That's stupid. Uh, she's just gonna, she can't do much to get it. So, uh, she is going to, uh, turn to the, the, the door, I guess for now. All right. Sounds good. That's a, uh, she attacks recklessly. That's a 26 and a dirty 20. Yeah. Those will both hit. Beautiful. That's 32 mm. damage. Oh man. This thing's not looking mm. great. Mm. Like really bad. Okay, <laughs> but it just nice. doesn't do it yet. You slash oh, through she's this like, thing. Come on! <laughs> and the eyeball, like you see the mist of its eye begin to part, and its flesh is falling to the ground, and the beholder floating above you lets out this terrible shriek, but it still doesn't go down yet. Ugh, so close. That's Marie, all. That's you are up. Okay, I am going to cast a guiding bolt at it. You can't because there's an anti-magic cone. Oh, right. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so what I'm going to do then is, how far away am I from where Lena is? From where Lena's at? Uh, About 50 feet. Or 45 feet, sorry. Okay, could I dash over there? I want to try to get the beholder to start moving towards where Lena is, uh, towards where the spot's been set. Um, Roll perception for me really quick to see if you would have heard Velvet as well. Okay. Oh, that's a nat 20. Okay. Nice. (laughs) The entire room goes silent, and you hear Velvet as if he's next to you. Oh, he's holding his diaphragm, man. He's that diaphragmatic (laughs) speaking. Yeah. That's it. So, yeah, um, I will totally, yeah, let's totally do that. Let's dash over to that X. Um, So, yeah, you would would actually, I believe your speed would come to 50 then, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And what did I just say? 45 feet away? Yes, I think that's what you said. Perfect. You're right next to Lena, and you are out of the anti-magic cone currently. All right. Gyriad. Oh, boy. I need you to make a wisdom saving throw for me. Okay. um, My highest was 17. You pass. You are not charmed by the beholder. Congratulations. You win. That went, whew, that would have sucked. That's that. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Bree, I need you to make a wisdom saving throw for me. Not our cleric. That is a... No, oh, no. That's a 12. Okay. Oh, dear. So... <laughs> Here we go. Oh, no. The eye on the wall, it looks right down at you, and you meet its eye, and fire fills the eye, and these terrible nightmares, these visions of Verna being stabbed to death by <gasps> these horrible beings, just the worst things you can imagine begin to fill your mind, and you are now frightened by the beholder. So what that means is you cannot willingly move closer to the beholder and you have disadvantage on ability checks and attack rolls while the beholder is within line of sight. Okay. So keep that in mind. Okay. Next, Lena, I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Oh, good. That's a a crit (laughs) fail plus six. You rolled a six on the dice as well? I rolled a crit fail, and then I have a a six modifier, so I rolled a crit fail. Oh, I'm using Kim's dice, so it says fuck. (laughs) Ah, nice. (laughs) Roll a percentage dice for me for that crit fail. Yep. Oh, gosh, I'm scared. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God, that's a a 19. 
You're like the opposite of Steph. You're just so <laughs> shitty at rolling. I don't understand. It's a good balance. <laughs> yeah, so, seriously. Keeps the podcast interesting. Yes. You're so, welcome. <laughs> so, so 19 is not enough for anything overly oh, spectacular to happen. Okay, yes, that's cool. right. Okay, cool. Okay, good, good, good. So... You failed the Inveneration saving throw, so you're going to be taking 8d6 necrotic damage. <gasps> okay. Hit me with it, and that's... I can't even use my rage. For it's 28 necrotic. necrotic damage. 28? Okay. Yes. Cool. You know. As, again, the green mist... Could have been worse. <laughs> the green mist drops into the ground, surrounds you, and even your spectral warriors seem to be put off by this energy as it seeps into your pores mm. and burns you alive from the inside. Ugh. Then yep. the last one. Sai. I'm hiding behind a rock. Ooh, Is that, he, can he are, still see me? You? What? Mm, you are, aren't you? <laughs> yes, um, how loud is he when he's sneaky? You <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> can hear the meads swashing in his gut. <laughs> yeah. Because he's floating in the air, I'm going to say, yes, he sees you. Okay. Um, and because he's not attacking you directly, um, it's mm. actually a wisdom saving throw I need you to make. Yes, so the half is... cover will not matter. Okay. <laughs> wisdom, and this is without the d4, correct? Yes, bless is gone. You are no bless longer blessed. Okay, but wisdom, you know what? I just uh, I increased my ability score. Oh, yeah, that, okay, so that's a 22. Okay, so you do not fall asleep. Yay! <laughs> you feel totally fine. Ha-ha. And the last thing it's going to do is it's going to move 40 feet, or 40 feet. It's going to move 20 feet higher in the air. <sighs> yes, baby. Here we go. In the same spot, though. Cool, and okay. then the last, last thing it does is it moves its anti-magic cone directly back down onto Ubri. Mm. Oh no. But because he's only 40 feet away, I'm going to say the cone is about, hmm, uh, I'm going to say it's 40 feet wide with you at the center. So it's 20 feet in any direction to get out of it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's the, okay. Uh, next <laughs> up is Sai. Okay. Um, I'm going to make a, um, I'm going to hit him with a chromatic orb. Um, and do a level two chromatic orb, and that's going to be what is it? To twenty-one. That hits. hits. Correct. Okay. All right. So that is going to be. Give me a sec. Okay. Four d eight. Um, and this is going to be. Let's say acid damage, and I'm gonna aim right for the eyes, or the big Ooh, eye. Good call. Okay. Ooh, that's nice. Okay. So that is. 25 damage acid damage 25 holy shit okay so it takes this acid acid damage the acid begins to burn its eyeballs one of them falls to the ground and splurts all over the ground right near you Bree and lena and it gets on your feet and legs and mm. it begins to writhe from the pain of this acid and it moves the 10 feet right above you lena and Bree, and right below you velvet where the thing is <laughs> oh. Oh. Now Velvet. <laughs> what do you want to do? Okay. Come on, Velvet. So this Velvet is... sees all this happening and he like like yells into the cavernous area to try to boom. I spy with my little eye something that is dead as fuck. And I, I'm going <laughs> to use my spell uh, Thunder Wave to crack the stalagmite uh, at, at its base and um, literally fall 
fall with it. Now, the way I want to fall with it is I would like to um, be, like hold on to the top of it. So I'm I'm the least far away from 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 the spike, which is kind of what I'm hoping to do in the air. Um, yeah, I see what you mean. Um, so your thunder wave, yeah, you cast it and it immediately cracks the stalagmite right off as your thunder wave cuts a clean line right through its base and it begins to fall and you crawl on top. Now, Velvet, how do you want to do this? <laughs> so they can all they hear is fuck <laughs> as I go and they just see this stall this I, I assume it's pretty big, right, Avery? Like it's gotta be like what at least five or six feet long. Oh yeah. yeah <laughs> this okay. thing this thing is big. This massive stalagmite just fall from the sky. Uh you can hear Velvet's voice, you can't see him though. And oh wait, no, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna turn off my invisibility because uh I, I want them to catch me. <laughs> so so I feel like halfway down you see me kind of materialize holding onto this thing with my cape flapping in the air, freaking out. And I'm just gonna like steer it towards this uh, eye, and I imagine just before it crashes through its kind of main eye, we like make eye contact. And I wink and I say, this is for my bear, you dick. And just right in the fucking eyeball. I want it just to go down his main eye. Yeah, it screeches. This stalagmite pierces right through its entire body. It's or halfway through, let's say. And it begins falling straight to the ground with the weight of it. Now, you want someone to catch you? Catch me! Can I cast levitate? Yeah, let's Holy go for it. Holy shit, that's incredible. I cast Levitate on, on Velvet. <laughs> <laughs> so the stalagmite, instantly you levitate off of it and you are floating in the air along with the rest of the bodies and the beholder continues to fall below and smashes into the ground and it smashes with this horrible gurgly uh, sound of these splats of flesh. I assume, Bri and Lena, you guys move yeah, out of the way. Yeah, did we get out of the way? <laughs> I would assume <laughs> you totally saying? have time. I would assume you would do okay, that, yes? Okay, good. <laughs> Beautiful. So you guys move out of the way as well, and it gets crushed by the rest of the stalagmite into the ground. The eye on the archway rolls back in this misty white and instantly disappears, and you guys have killed the beholder. Yes. Velvet kind of floats to the ground and goes, and you all thought I'm a coward. (laughs) And then he he looks at it and then vomits again. (laughs) Still not over all this. Great job, Velvet. Good job, team. We rocked it. That was fun. Lena goes up. Can she poke out one of its eyes? (laughs) Oh, Lena, you're not going to you're not going to do that again, are you? Oh, Oh, God. I'm going to say absolutely. Perfect. (laughs) I'm going to start a spreadsheet. You're not putting that in my hut, you know. We'll see. It's she a strict no, no, she pulls no, out no, another no. one just for later. It is a strict no dismembered monster body part zone. Thank you very much. <laughs> hey, Velvet, catch! And she pulls, plucks out another eye and like throws it at him. <laughs> just out of reflex, Velvet catches it and looks at the gooey eyeball, and um, like his whole face turns green and he tries to vomit, but he can't. There's no more vomit left, so he just like. Ugh. <laughs> just See? dry, dry. Yeah, just dry even. <laughs> See, you're getting, you're getting better. You're no, getting I just better. ran out of food. <laughs> no, out that my works belly. too. Oh, yep. food. I'm hungry. Yeah, could anyone Are use a little nappy? Well, first, let's let's go through here in case this thing has family and friends that want to avenge yes, it, because that would be bad. <laughs> what if there's danger on the other side? Well, there's gonna be cold, but as long as I play my leard, hopefully it it kind of you know quells some of the surrounding. Surrounding cold. Mm. Yes, well, there's always danger. Come on, let's go. 
I agree. To the cold. <laughs> now, before you guys head off, Lena, from cutting off that first eyeball, I want you to roll nature for me. Okay. Mm, that's a plus one. Oh, that's a 15. Huh. Okay. So... You managed to cut the eyeball out in such a way that you managed to retain the eyeball's power for one use. Oh. And I want you to roll a d10 for me. Okay. That's a, that's a nine. Holy fuck. Okay, so I'm, congratulations. You okay. now in the beholder's eye, there is one charge of a, of a disintegration ray. <laughs> Oh, that shit. I'm going to say you can expend at any point and just use that. After which the eyeball will turn to sludge in your hands and no longer be mm. usable. Carly, you just got a laser. <laughs> so yeah, that's Amazing. 10d8 force what damage. Sound like Donald Sorry, Trump how much, how much no, damage? I, no, it was my Dr. Evil voice. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Avery, how much, how much damage? 10d8 force damage. It's, it is God. a DC 16 deck save. Laser. Hmm. Are those freaking sharks with lasers on their heads? <laughs> <laughs> it does sound like Trump, though. Not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? Right? True. But my real good accent is my Bernie Sanders. <laughs> Free Medicare for all. <laughs> Why do you sound like the mayor from The Simpsons? <laughs> I guess they both kind of sound a little bit similar. <laughs> all right uh, is there anything okay. else you guys would like to do before heading through the cold archway is there anything of interest that we can see is it looks like it's just like a pond or is, um, it, is it water or? yep it's water it seems to be just filled from mist and other water let off from the waterfall surrounding you okay um can i tell if there's anything that has any magical prop- properties or anything I'll save you the trouble. It has no magical properties. Thank you. Okay. No problem. All right. And right as you guys prep to go through this cold, misty archway, releasing bits of snow and frost and wind, the bodies all of a sudden stop tornadoing around and instantly just fall to the ground no. in a cacophony of splats and broken bones and other squelching Ooh. noises. What was I, I don't understand what what was that what why why were they doing that they Because were... they died <laughs> Oh cuz I, okay. I, I I'm thinking the beholder put them up in there in the air hmm. Yes, yeah, Sai, you're basically right. This is the beholder's lair and that was just his sort of uh loot Storing his you food? could say. Yeah, that, those were his prized <laughs> possessions of Fake mm. creatures that tried to pass through and he killed. <laughs> Lena just looks at the eye in her bag and goes, well, now I have his eye. And she passes through the arch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you guys all pass through the arch to go through to Arctis Tour. D&D Legend of the Silver Flame will be right back after a brief word from our sponsors. And now... A word from our sponsor, Antonino's Pizza. Our specialty is pizza. That's what we do. It's what we do best. We don't offer pasta. We don't offer wings. We don't offer fries. We stick to what we do best, and we believe we do it better than anyone else. The best pizza in town or your money back every penny. We have three locations, South Windsor, Tecumseh at Manning and Amy Croft, and LaSalle on Malden Road. 
And now, a word from our sponsor, Brimstone Games, your one-stop shop for all your tabletop needs. Located at 1421 Tecumseh Road East in Windsor. You pass through the arch, and for a split second, all you can see is gray. But as you take the next step, you feel the harsh winter coldness biting at your nose, and you find yourself in an icy cavern. The previously damp and wet ceiling is now a ceiling of spiky ice. The wall of waterfall is now walls of thick blue ice, making the cave feel like a giant dome igloo. You instantly see as well that a large yeti, looking like a large gorilla with white fur, and these giant gray horns protruding from the top of its head is fighting two of the strange creatures that you guys fought in the woods before entering the Fey. And everyone in the fight appears to be bloodied. What would you like to do? Oh, I should have. Uh, we we have to save our, our Yeti friend. I haven't, I haven't met a Yeti. Ooh, maybe he'll let me hop sure on his back. Yetis that could be friend? fun. Well, uh, the enemy, the enemy of my enemy, and he points to the creepy uh, gray dudes. And he kind of gives you like a sassy smile, or him a sassy no, smile. Enemies can fight too. You know. Um, we know we don't like these guys, so let's uh, let's let's help. Velvet's gonna cast fear. I, I want to cast fear at now because we have fought in the gray dudes before. Um, mm-hmm. w- w- was there something that we figured out that ooh maybe we can use this? No. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, that I'm just gonna cast fear to look like a really big, like a bigger yeti coming in as backup. Like 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 a yeti like twice the size of this yeti. Okay. Um, because I don't want to also scare the yeti. That's kind of my my thought process. Mm-hmm. No, no worries. Um, mm. you go to cast fear on these. On is it on one of them? A you project a phantasmal image of a creature's worst fear. Each creature in a thirty foot cone must succeed a wisdom saving throw or drop whatever and is holding and become frightened for the duration. So I guess it's at all three of them. Yeah, it would be all three of them. Mm-hmm. So, fun fact, you go to cast fear, and instantly you notice that these these creatures are completely unaffected. They are immune to being frightened. Mm-hmm. But oh. the Yeti, on the other hand, I got a roll for him. Oh. <laughs> what, uh, one moment. Well, that's going to backfire on me. <laughs> <laughs> we were doing so well. <laughs> oh, no, he failed. So oh, no. immediately, you, you turn, he looks over to you, and you turn into this fire creature, this sludging lava-like creature in his eyes, and he becomes terrified of you, and literally curls up into a ball and just starts, like, yelling in this low grunting, and the <laughs> two creatures begin to attack him wildly. <laughs> Velvet turns, because I feel like when he sees Velvet transform, Velvet's like, I just want to help, and it comes like, I just want to help. And you begin... <laughs> I turn around to the group and go, okay, that definitely did not work. We should uh, can you, go. Can you turn you're, it off? you're all better than me. Oh, yeah, okay. I just, I turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he's no longer afraid of you, but he's still in a ball prone and they're attacking him. Oh, this is so bad. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm going to say, Avery, um, I was planning on saying this, like, Lena kept her rage going until they got through the archway to see if there was trouble. So is that cool that she kept it going? Yeah, yeah. Or, okay. Lena goes, well, I should have gotten healed. Oh, well. And she's, I think she's, she's like, should we go? Should we help? Absolutely. Yeah, what do you want to do? Tell me what you want to do. <laughs> How many are there, Avery, again? Two. Uh, Lena goes up to, is there one that's like, I'm assuming closer to her? She's going to run up and uh, attack it twice. 
Yeah, for sure. Like, you can tell they've been fighting for a while, and even the two creatures themselves, they are looking really bad. So... Yeah, she's gonna go for those... Let's go for those it. Those suckers. Okay. And I got a crit, but I rolled... Oh, I rolled shit for damage on the first one, so that's only 37 damage. Man, so. I feel so bad. I feel like it's a waste of a crit because they're already so close to death. That's... That's okay. <laughs> I feel good about myself. So, so... <laughs> your first attack instantly slices right through the first one. Do you want to use your second attack against the second one? Yeah, she just turns and goes, next. Yeah. And just goes to the next one. Right. <laughs> And that's the twenty. That's the twenty-eight damage one. I just have to. Say. Oh Jesus! Yeah. Okay. Bad. So you you literally run straight up to them and slice through both of them instantly, and they die. Guys, I did it. It's done. <laughs> <laughs> Lita, excellent job. Thanks. Hello, friend. And he turns to the the yeti. The yeti is on <laughs> the ground with cuts and scratches all over him. He's bleeding. Oh. His fur is red in many places, and he's breathing oh. heavily. And he looks to you, and he kind of reaches out an arm. <sighs> oh. Bree, Bree, come here quick. So Bree runs over to the Yeti and she's going to put her hand on his arm and she is going to cast Cure Wounds. Okay, so how much are you going to heal him for? You know what? I'm going to heal him for six plus five, so eleven. Okay. So he's definitely feeling a little better. The blood stops pouring out of his wounds, and he seems to be definitely more stable than he was at the one point. His heavy breathing, his chest starts to slow, and his breathing becomes more shallow and stable. And he manages to sit up and stand up, and he stands about 17 feet tall. Wow, he's a geez. big dude. <laughs> well, I approach you're, it. You're a big one? <laughs> Thank you, friend. Oh my god. Uh, never mind. I don't touch him. Uh, um, I was gonna cast speak with animals. Oh no, yeah, he uh, he can oh. he can speak. It's all good. Um okay. he, he looks to you and he says, Thank you, friend. That was horrible. Thank you for saving me. You're Problem. very welcome. What is your name? Fuck. Oh no, actually I have this. Sorry. I know I have this actually. I don't know why I said that. It is um, fuck. <laughs> That's a strange name. Um, <laughs> is that <laughs> My name is Mortar. French. My, what is it? Sorry. My name is Mortar. I bridge and connect the gaps between places and people. I look after the Great Stone Gateway. You're way nicer than the one that looks on the other side. And, and emphasis <laughs> on the look. <laughs> Scandalous little fellow. Only met him once. Dead little fellow. Oh, Porter, Porter. You go, oh, Porter, yeah, great, great guy, great ass. I do not know what you're talking about. You have a good ass, too, though. Hmm. And he kind of, like, si side-eyes his butt. Silence. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, you didn't, uh, know there was a beholder on the other side of that archway? I protect this side of the gateway only. The other side right. is for Porter. Okay. Porter's doing a bad job. Oh, he is, you know, nice guy, but so bad at the whole working thing. <laughs> if there oh. is Beholder on other side, Porter do indeed suck. <laughs> Lena smiles well, at the, like, she's like, I like this guy. <laughs> not anymore. No more Beholder. Well, thank you for taking care of that problem. Oh, you're quite welcome. Now, you, you said that you can bridge the gap between people and places, is that correct? Indeed. Hmm. Hmm. 
And he mm. <laughs> kind of looks at the rest of the group. Mm. <laughs> Lena doesn't understand mm. yet, so she's pretending. She's like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> I think for probably like a few seconds, we just mm, across the group. We just keep humming. That was fun. It was fun. It's moments like this that really make me love our group. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, is it Mortar? Mortar, yes. Mortar, okay. Mortar, we need to get to the, what is it called? The Winter Castle? Um, the, the, you could say the Winter Court. The Winter Court. We need to get to the Winter Court. Would you be able to get us there? What business do you have in Winter Court? This business and Velvet strings a the he like pulls out the lyre under his cape and like gives a mighty beautiful chord. That sounds horrible. What is that? <laughs> Vel- <laughs> Velvet looks like someone just didn't recognize him. Gas. Mortar thinks ears are bleeding. Oh. oh, I love this guy. Uh, first of all, Mordor, not very nice. Okay. Mortar. Whatever. And his voice like <laughs> echoes off of the icy wall caverns. Secondly, for someone who just saved your life, Velvet takes all the credit in this moment. <laughs> I don't really appreciate you with all the sass. Now, we have something to discuss on behalf of your queen and uh, Queen... Uh, oh, shit. What's our queen's name again? Tatiana. Titania. Yeah, Titania. the wrong name. <laughs> we have business on behalf of Queen Titania and Queen Mab, so, um, mm. you know, and he, like, kind of, like, shoes his hand. Go forth. <laughs> Side note, when at first, Velvet, you thought it was Tatiana, I was waiting for you to go to the summer court and call her that to her face to see what was going to happen, because it would not have been good. <laughs> no, not I, I, I knew better not to tr- even try that. <laughs> but, uh, but luckily, like, you asked Porter at some point, and then I was like, ah, okay, well, I got to tell you now. Um, Mortar says, <clears throat> things been weird in Arctis tour, but Mortar don't just trust anyone. If Mortar help you, if you tell Mortar exactly what business is. Well, um, oh, okay. Uh, I'm gonna try to kill two birds with one stone here. Um, because I would assume that, because he wants to know exactly everything, we have like a little mm-hmm. bit of a like a, a little bit of an exposition dump on him. But I'm wondering, can I kind of combine this Avery with my? It is called Song of Rest. Can I like play like a song as I like? And then we all met in Bidens and it da 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 da. <laughs> I, w- I want to explain <laughs> to him what happened. But in the short rest, I want to I want to like heal everyone too. Oh, thank oh, you. Yay. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so so I'm, I'm going to play my, my, my song and I'm going to go, well, Mortar, the only way that we can tell the story is to fucking sing it. <laughs> he kind of like leans leans into the group and goes, okay, everyone, follow me on the melodies. Uh, Giriad, you're on harmonies because I really love when you're on that baritone line. Beautiful. And uh, Lena, maybe just keep keep to the triangle because you were lovely last time on that. Uh, Bree, I'm gonna need you on soprano. Uh, Sai, I need you to hold that sexy alto line, okay? Oh, I can do that. Oh, I know you can. And you know what? If you want to experiment with bass, you go a bit crazy, okay, doll? I believe in you. Oh, one, two, three. <laughs> and basically through song, I feel like I we we tell him 
everything, basically from what, like Deadwell on? Mm, okay. Um, how much do you heal everybody? Uh, I heal them. Um, it's 1d8 because of the level now. So that's nice. Mm. So let me roll. Everyone heals seven hit points. Hey, nice. I'll take and it. Is this considered a short rest or is it just I, for the that, That's what I was going to ask too. Like, yeah. can, can it be con- considered a short rest, Avery? Because we're kind of just hanging out, shooting the shit. If you guys yeah, choose no, to like, spend like an hour or two here, then yes. I, I would definitely like to because then I would be able to get some of my spells back. If everyone's yeah, cool exactly. with that. And is there any kind of like food around, like berries, edible berries or anything? No, there's nothing. Ugh. We have I rations, have rations though. Yeah, yeah, so we, yeah, what'd you say? We could have rations. We, we kind of pass around okay. our rations as we all... Yeah. I mean, I don't know how many of you actually join in the song, and Velvet has to be like, well, I gotta do this whole thing by myself. <laughs> but uh, I'm hoping that at least I get a little bit of that alto line from oh, from course. Si well, every I, so I, often. It might be a little muffled as I'm eating, but <laughs> no, it's there. It's there. I feel that Bree wants to help out and sing, but she's so shy about it that she doesn't realize that she is singing telepathically. <laughs> 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 oh, awesome. that's that's actually so freaking adorable. <laughs> yeah, so everybody use whatever hit dice you want to use to heal up a little bit, and any benefits you have Ooh. from your short rests, feel free to do those. Um, and then I dropped a stalactite through his eye, and he died in a puddle, and we met a yeti guy. And that's where we left off. And now you're here. Hello. He wipes a single tear from his eye. (laughs) (laughs) Instruments sound like shit, but your voice beautiful. Oh, honey, please buy me dinner first. He kind of scratches his horns and he says, that's a lot. It is starting to make sense that things in material plane aren't going very well because things in Arctis tour, not great either. What's been happening? Yes, tell us. Arctis Tor very closely connected to darker, colder, worse places on material plane. So more bad there means more bad here. And there have been strange creatures in Arctis Tor, the, the ones I was just fighting. I'm not sure exactly where they come from, but my suspicion is the Fargate or somewhere beyond. Things have been mm. more chaotic. Creatures have been traveling into the Summer Fey that shouldn't be. I have not been able to stop them or keep tabs on them. And the queen seems to have fallen strangely ill. She she is ill-tempered and on edge constantly, easily set off. Normally mm. she is cold and calculated, but as of late she seems heated. Mm. And then Sai looks over at Bree and kind of nods like, this is the queen. Bree looks at Sai and telepathically says, what if the Summer Queen is doing something to the Winter Queen? So you are looking for instrument and, and shard? Well, shards, uh... Yes. Yes. Yes, we are looking for, for a few things. Um... Another thing we were hoping to find is an exit on this side. We need to get back to the to, to the real world, but preferably north in the real world. Exit from Arctis Tor, tricky. But if traveling north 
should be able to find passage between cool places. I make deal with you. If you... What is the deal? Oh, I did not know you could speak. <laughs> As it's been like two hours, and that's like... <laughs> when it sounds like the first thing Kyriot said. <laughs> He's a man of few words. Kyriot <laughs> just stares at him blankly. Mortar like that. You help with Arctis Tor and Queen and finish Summer Quest, I suppose. I, I don't really care about them, but <laughs> you help us here and Mortar will help you find passage to North, very close to where you need to go. Could you perhaps show us now? No. Damn. <laughs> nice try though, little one. And he pats your head. <laughs> <laughs> he just kind of <laughs> accepts the pass. Mortar know how deals work. He's a smart one. Of course. This guy's smart and tall. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, just, just fuck him already, Lena. Seriously, <laughs> come on. Lena, like, holds on to a javelin going, oh, do I want to? No, not today. <laughs> why? If you <laughs> might, my friend. Um, oh, why, God. uh... Why were you being... We, we noticed um, that these evil gray folks uh, attacked us in the woods earlier, and uh, what's that all about? Mortar not sure. They seen an Arctis tour. Mortar afraid that they make it further. They mm -hmm. have. Mm -hmm. Therefore, Mortar afraid. They seen... But they haven't made it past you, though, is what you're saying. So... Are you saying that they've got in somewhere else? Tough to say. Where they come from, where they go. These ones attacked me while I was watching Arch. Hmm. Now, you said that it, it might have come from, they might have come from the far gate, is that right? That is Mortar's suspicion, but mm. nobody allowed to talk about it. Orders from the Queen. Orders from the queen. Hmm. So the queen is 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 not letting anybody talk about these creatures that are taking over. Hmm. That's why Mortar think mm. they from Fargate, because nobody talk about Fargate. Nobody know about Fargate, at all. Ah. Right. 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 Hmm. So, question group: Should we just walk in, and and see this queen, or should we try and sneak in and investigate? I'm thinking that we do a good old fashioned, and he like does like a drum roll. Teamwork breakup. Oh, you know, so what? Uh, we have we have a sneaking group, and then we have a fabulous steal the room with our handsome looks group. I think I know but, what I'm in. <laughs> uh, uh, the only problem is, I think the people who are better talkers are also. Uh, well, I mean, I'm not a good talker or sneaky. That's okay. Well, no, what if you come in? I mean, fighter. the thing is, I can, with this instrument, I think I'll be able to at least hold the attention of Mab for a little bit and the court surrounding it. So I only need one or two people with me, one, maybe Max, and then everyone else can do some sneaking. Mm. Because, sure, we can find out a little bit, but you're absolutely right, Lena. They're not going to let us see everything we need to know. And clearly uh -huh. she's acting weird, so we need to find her chamber. We need to find her solar. If someone can break into her solar, we'll... I will do it. 
Cool. Okay, who wants to come with me, though? Fair warning, I'm going to upstage you with my <laughs> dashing looks. So. Uh, I mean, I could maybe be like your... Gyrion your... starts to head there. <laughs> you what? With me? Gyrion starts to head in the direction he thinks it's it. Gyrion <laughs> <laughs> starts to walk. He goes, okay, so who's with Team Gyrion? Uh, I'm not dexterous, so I don't know. All right, Lena, why don't you come with me? Because in case things go bad, I'd rather have you as you're very strong and muscular, and I am not. Mm. Well, thank you. I think I should probably go with with Gyriad, but do do we know if he's even going in the right direction? This is why he needs you, Sai. Yes, yes, I I, I, I think think so. But Mortar, can can you tell us, where is our our friend going here? Is he going in the right direction? Arctis tour big friend uh, but th- to the castle to the, the court let's um, let mortar show you let's all go to oh. the court here okay yeah. Bree maybe you should go with the team sneaking in in case they're surrounded and I agree Bree your, your your healing can be good I I can heal because I'm that oh, fabulous oh thank god okay so yeah that's right don't worry I got <laughs> us covered and uh, it's probably better if we see seem as unassuming as possible <laughs> nods and telepathically says, okay, I'll go with the sneaking group and try to help us be as quiet as we can. And you have halfling luck, which is cool. Gyrion is already <laughs> knees deep in that snow out there. Mordor, lead the way before he <laughs> loses himself out there. <laughs> I like that even though Gyrion's walking, this dude's like 17 feet tall and like in one step could probably get as far yeah, as Gyrion. <laughs> So, Garrett, you, you started walking early enough. I'll say uh, this description is just for you, my man. So, oh. you exit the ice dome under Elysia and come upon a desolate land of snow and black stone. Harsh wind mm. bites at your cheeks immediately, and everything in sight looks either dead or frozen. A forest of dead trees can be seen far in the distance to your left, a plain of black jagged rocks in the distance ahead, and in the distance to the right can be seen smooth, wind-swept mountains, gray in color. You see there is a dirt path laid before you, heading toward the rocky plateau as snow snakes across the path carried by the dry wind, which you swear is whistling a haunting tune that chills the air further. And then the rest of you come out as well with mortar and see the same thing. Mimic even immediately nuzzles up to you and tries to get within your green mossy cloak. It is cold. Wow. Um, I wrap Mimic around my cloak Aww. and say, do not worry, I will keep you warm. And I keep walking. Warm. <laughs> Velvet's going to start playing the lyre again and hopefully create like a little sphere of not warm, but at least less cold because uh, mm-hmm. he is freezing his tiny little. He's got like zero percent body fat. So he's like, ooh, uh, that works. Like it makes it a little cool. less cold for you guys. It's I feel like the song mode. that he's playing is similar to like uh, if you've heard like Majora's Mask that like that's like yeah it's like the Clock Town theme that he's kind of oh, playing. Oh yeah, nice. <laughs> I love it. So more as Gary begins just walking forward on the path, Mortar comes out with the rest of the group. He points to the direction of the mountains and he says, "Summer or Jesus, Winter Court that way. There are two paths. One." is longer, but more travel that heads north into rocky plateaus. The other is shortcut through Shadowfell. We travel east until we come across River of Souls, then follow it until we reach Stonebridge. Hmm. 
And which one would you recommend, Mortar? He says nothing. Lena, Lena mumbles to Rack and just goes, got a, got a favorite? Rack, Rack itches the back of your head and says, but you also know time to f- flow slowly here. Yeah. I mean, I'm all for the shorter one, guys. I mean, I mean, how, how bad could it be? I mean, we fought a beholder. I did have a enchanted snowman bard friend that I went to school with named Bobby Frosty, who wrote a poem called The Road Not Taken. And uh, <laughs> I connect with that. So, yeah, no, you know what? You, you appealed to my poetic side. OK, let's go. I vote what, what for that. What do you know about uh, uh, side turns to Mortar and says, what What do you know about Shadowfell? Is it Shadowfell? Is that what it's called? Uh, Shadowfall. Shadowfall. What, what is there in Shadowfall? Dark, grayness, no color. Um, monsters. Monsters. Oh, what kind of monsters? Mm, dark, darker than Arctis door, but mm. hard to say. Sounds like my kind of place. Mm. Also, monsters in Arctis door. I mean, tomato, mm. tomato. Mm. I love mm. this guy. <laughs> Good point. Well, I'm surprised you could grow tomatoes here. Gary, you are now about 80 feet down the path. Which one did he go I, down? He went down the or... path more traveled so far. Oh. Gary! Oh. It's a wide open tundra. You can clearly see he just continues walking. Uh, do we... yeah, I guess I just keep Gary! walking. Gary! I give him a yell. Uh, I think we should go the, the shorter route. I agree. All right. And, and he just goes, Gary! <laughs> Lena, Lena runs. Lena runs. He's like, she's like, hold on, guys, and she like runs to catch up with, uh, with Gary, and just taps him on the shoulder and says, "Hey, uh, uh, sorry to interrupt your your walking. You're doing great, but uh, we're actually gonna take the sh- the shorter path. Is is that okay?" Huh. And then he nods and just walks back. <laughs> and then just kind of smiles to herself at his few words and then just follows him. By the time you've gotten back, Velvet has, because fuck this walking, because like, it's it's pretty snowy, eh, Avery? So I would assume that it's going to be at least up to his thighs in snow right now. Um, so Velvet's done with this shit, right? Right, where you're at right now, no, you're on the path, but around you, yes. Yeah, so Velvet's done with this, and funnily <laughs> enough, I rolled an eight again, so he's riding a black bear again. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> the most usage out of this item ever. Yeah, honestly, I didn't expect it to be used this much. It's so good, though. And Gary, you feel the warmth of Velvet's Lear once you get within about 15 feet of him. So you guys begin to go to a much less traveled path. You see snow has covered the path. And yes, Velvet, it does come up to at least your knees going onto your thighs. Hmm. Where are you standing in the snow? The rest of you, it reaches your knees are lower, but you have to pick up your feet and trudge through the snow as you try to step in the giant footsteps of Mortar, the Yeti, since his are so large Hmm. and pressing the snow down for you. So it's not the worst walk. I've done my knee bends. (laughs) (laughs) But it's definitely not the greatest walk. You walk straight through Arctic Tundra. There's no life, no plants in sight, just you and your group clinging to the warmth of Velvet's Lear as he continues to play soft melodies for you. Truly keeping you guys alive, it feels like. You would be much more miserable Mm -hmm. were this Lear not playing. And Velvet, where your bear walks, the snow, you can even hear a small sizzle as it melts a little bit under you. It's, it's, It's nice. 
Cool. Mm. <laughs> you walk for what feels like an hour or two, I would say, until you begin to go into a decline of the land, and you are walking down this path, and you go through these dead trees. Very, not, They're very slight in number. There are only some to the left, some ahead. But looking ahead down this path, you can see you're entering into a valley that seems to have no features whatsoever. It's, it seems like mm. the valley is almost sucked of light, and you can't hmm. see where it heads into. And Mortar says, Down here, Shadowfall take place in darker areas of Arctis Tor. That's where we must go. All right. Lead the way. You guys begin walking down the decline into the valley and eventually coming into Shadowfall. So you begin walking down and it's almost as if the snow is left behind you and you're just walking on hard gray rock. You feel the draft of cold air behind you slowly become further and further away as it feels like there is no draft and no wind whatsoever. It's almost jarring. The lack of of air pressure almost there feels like around you. Mm. There's no trees. There are no, there is nothing defining about the landscape as you continue to walk down this shadowy decline into this valley. You can see about on either side of you is the gray landscape. And you walk for what feels like another 30 minutes or so, just heading down in silence, your footsteps feeling like almost they have this echo to them. Until you finally see the bottom of this valley, and you can see the landscape of Shadowfall itself. Everything looks like shades of grey. It is completely devoid of colour. And you can see that you come to the base of mountains and other defining features of the landscape, and there, there's no color to them whatsoever. And you see dead trees, even worse off than the ones in Arctis Tor above, almost looking black. And finally, you mm. reach a river. It seems like there's this dark fog flowing like water, rather than water itself flowing through. Mm. And you can hear these very muffled screams and other moans and groans coming from this river. Uh, Ooh, fun. <laughs> Mortar turns around and says, Do not touch river. You don't have to say that twice. Yeah, what gave it away? <laughs> Why not? Because <laughs> the screams? <laughs> this river of lost souls, they flow endlessly in this circular path on river, tortured by, um, what's the word? Tortured by their sense of limbo. Mm. Charming. I understand. And I keep Noted. Walking. Who put this river here? Who thought this was a good place to put a path? They're like, yep, this is it. Good shortcut. Very close to... <laughs> very close to Winter Court. We're almost there. <laughs> you... <laughs> did you want to say something, Sai? No. no just <laughs> just kind of like, a good shortcut? What? Oh, Do the okay. souls react, Avery, at all to the sound of the leer, or no? The, uh, no. Uh, they okay. do not. Okay. All these Good moans, they seem so distant and muffled from this river. <laughs> it's very strange. Hmm. hmm. So you begin f following along the flow of the river. Every now and then, you could swear you see this apparition-like face of an elongated face screaming or moaning or looking petrified, but it's too hard to make out in the mist and the flow of this foggy river. You walk for some time again until you come to this stone bridge 
a stone bridge that extends across the river, looking decrepit and falling apart. Parts of it have fallen <laughs> off into the river, and it's it's about probably 60 feet wide, uh, long and 40 feet wide. It's this great stone bridge that looks like were it in the material plane, it would be very grand and stand. But in Shadowfall, it is this horribly decrepit bridge. Hmm. That's bridge to cross, and then we almost uh, there. I'm a little worried about the state of this bridge. Uh, how many people have crossed over it mm. successfully? In- including me? Yes, especially you. <laughs> Six. Oh, okay. Well, we're literally going to double the number if we all make it. Oh, this is great. Okay. These are the kind of safety stats you want on your adventure. This is good. Is, um, there, a, is there a problem with the bridge that we're stopped? I mean, is it... Besides the worry of it crumbling, is is it fine? Mm. Mortar friend, tell me when he last come through here, he have run in with strange shadow. Of course, mm. he shadow. Has. Great. Well, um, okay. Strange shadow uh, on the bridge, or I, I mean. Well, there's one way to go. We gotta have to go forward on this, whether we like it or not. And this bear is. I'm worried. Uh, all right, bear. Take it really slow. Velvet <laughs> says. Sure. I, I, I'm sure we'd be fine. Mortar never come into any strange shadows before. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, Telepathically, Bree asks Mortar, when did your friends see this shadow? How long ago? Mm-hmm. Mm. Good, good question. How do they measure time in the Fey? A, a good question, mm-hmm. DM. Ah, uh, hmm. Um, some two festivals ago. Okay, it's 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 probably fine. I mean, it's a shadow. What harm could it do, right? Mm. Yeah, good call. Uh, let's do single file, <laughs> single file, everyone, so we don't we don't risk cracking the bridge. Mm-hmm. And uh, go ahead, buddy. <laughs> Lena has her great axe ready. <laughs> okay. Um, so, you guys begin going up to the stone bridge. You tread the steps slowly that lead up to the bridge itself. And on the bridge, you see parts of it have fallen off into the foggy river below. There was probably once a tower of some sort on the left side that, with a door just barely hanging on to its rotted hinges and the wood, this dark gray color. And it almost looks like it has maggots crawling along it that are this uh, lighter, whiter color as well, eating into the wood. Um, Mm. And you guys begin heading across. You take steps. You continue to walk. Nothing seems to happen. You get a quarter of the way. Mortar turns around and he says, See, not so bad, right? Keep going, Mortar. (laughs) We should not stilly-dally on this. Oh, Velvet's looking down and getting real queasy. Oh, God. (laughs) Um, Keep on going. Don't look down. Don't look down. Geary, roll perception for me. (laughs) Oh, good. Where are we exactly? What kind of terrain are we in? Um, uh, uh, okay, let me look up like a list of terrains here to see if I can best fit one because I assume you're like you like there's a modifier with a certain terrain that you're in. Yeah, which terrains are you do you gain a, um, something from? Forest, um, hold, let me let me let me look at them again. Um, mountain and forest. Mm, no, nah, this would be none. All right, so I got a 15. 15. So, as you're walking, Gary, you 
just go to pass the doorway with the door just hanging off of its hinges and you take a quick glance in and you can swear that you saw something move within that decrepit tower something dark that just slinked through the crackway of the door itself hmm i stop and i look at it and i don't move and i just keep staring at it hmm. are you last in our marching sequence here i would assume I don't know. Yeah, it makes sense. Let's say sure. Yeah, yeah, okay. sure. yeah, it makes sense you're in the back. Mimic whispers. Enemy? And I look at Mimic. And I shrug. And I take out my bow. And I... And I take an arrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I crouch as I slowly go towards it. All right. <laughs> do, do you want to roll uh, stealth here? Yeah, I would. Okay, cool. All right, let's see what my stealth would be. That would be just, I think it's just dex, right? No, no, it's not. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah, it's dex. Oh, wow. I'm actually pretty good at it. It's my best stat. So I got 23. 23. Yes. So, so silently that none of the others in front of you that are walking can even hear. You begin. It's actually funny. That wasn't my intention. (laughs) (laughs) You begin nimbly and quietly walking toward the door. Do you enter the tower? Yeah. Yeah, I uh, ready my bow. So, you enter the tower, and it's this very small room. It's stone walls on every side. It's a sort of hexagonal shape. And you see there's a simple chair that is still looking good as new at the other end of the room. And there's something sitting in the chair, this sort of humanoid shape, but it is only shadow. Hello. I say to it. Are you a threat? No. I put, I, um, I, um, I sheathe my arrows and my bow, and I look at Mimic and say, It's not an enemy. Farewell. (laughs) And I go to turn. Okay, so you go to turn around, and immediately in that moment, the shadowy figure on the chair slinks into the ground in its shadowy form, goes under your feet, through, onto the other side of the door, and you see it has this super sinister smile in its smoke that reaches basically up to where its ears would be. It grabs the door and slams it shut on you, and a bunch of the maggots fly off the door and land on you, and I need you to make a dexterity saving throw for me. And while you're doing that, the rest of you hear this door slam. You turn around and you see this this weird eight and a half foot tall, slinky, shadowy figure just slam the door and Geriot is nowhere in sight. It turns and looks at you with this thick, wide smile that has these strange gray and white sharp teeth. And it lets out this sort of small laugh like... And then it just slinks into the ground and you can't see it anymore. And I need everyone to roll initiative for me. Bring your players to exciting fantasy worlds with Sword Coast Soundscapes. With over 100 different D&D soundscapes on YouTube, Sword Coast has ambient tracks for any setting from coast to coast, some of which you can hear in this podcast. If you're loving the music you hear in this campaign, 
then consider supporting Will Savino on his Patreon, Music D20, where he is constantly dropping new music to elevate your tabletop games. Just go to www.patreon.com and search Music D20. After choosing a patron tier, you'll get access to hundreds of tracks thoughtfully composed for your adventure role-playing games. Hey there. Thanks for listening. Tall Tale Theatre Collective is proud to announce that we are expanding our podcast network to now feature two programs. We will continue to present our horror series, Night Terrors. Welcome to a world of thrills, threats, and terrors. Night Terrors is an anthology radio play podcast that will bring you face-to-face with your nightmares. Come listen, if you dare. Introducing our newest program, Fantasy Fantasia, which includes two RPG podcast campaigns. The first is Dungeons & Dragons, Legend of the Silver Flame. Experience laughs, suspense, and triumph with a motley crew of adventurers who could be the last hope against great evil, long thought to be vanquished. The second is Monster Hearts, Undergrad. Follow the tale of romance, mystery, desire, and murder as an unlikely bunch of mostly pubescent monsters navigate their social, academic, and supernatural lives at Oakhurst College. Listeners even get the chance to weigh in on the action of both campaigns. For more, visit our website at www.talltaletheater.com. Talltale Theater Collective. Grow with us.